Home sweet home. The Florida Panthers are back at Emirate Bank Arena for the first time in 2024. Sam Reinhart speaks on his ongoing contract negotiation. And is Kevin Bieksa right about Nick Cousins? Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome in to this Thursday, January 11th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez from the Hockey News, and you follow me on X at Monoman12, follow show count on X and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And shout out to the everydayers who come back here and get your daily Florida Panthers fix. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with a purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use code locked on to get $20 off your order. That's J A S E medical.com. So the Florida Panthers are back at home at Emirate Bank Arena for the first time in 2024, where Man, good vibes for the Florida Panthers. Good and just the fact that they've gone multiple games as well with with uh winning by multiple goals. It's great to see that the Florida Panthers are just taking care of their business and hoping to carry that over to their home schedule as the majority of their games going forward will be at home. Only two games left outside of the Eastern time zone, and one of them will be in a few weeks when they go to Nashville and then in March against the Dallas Stars as well. So I want to take some time to discuss more about what's going on with the contract negotiations with Sam Reinhart. Obviously, we know about the season that Sam Reinhart is having with having 29 goals, only one goal away from 30. I mean, he's already there and he's on pace to get 60 goals this season as as we are about at the halfway point of the of the season for the for the NHL season, just for the March of the playoffs as as well. But I wanted to discuss more about what Sam Reinhart has said publicly. Uh, he did speak with Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff uh, ye- yesterday, while the day after that they had their win against the, the St. Louis Blues, and this is what Sam Reinhart had to say. Quote, being in a contract year isn't something new to me. I've got no problem with contract negotiations being ongoing. It's not taking away from my preparation or how I handle day to day. It's kind of where I stay in my head kind of focus. The interest is definitely mutual and definitely positive. The goal is to stay in Florida. I love it in Florida and I know they're happy to have me. Close quote. Bill Zito also spoke about how you got to have that buy-in in order to win in order to, you want to keep everybody but sometimes people would have to make sacrifices in order to, to be part of a winning culture as well. And yeah, also something that David Rodriguez of the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast uh, tweeted the, the other day was about uh, the net income and taxes and all that when it came to William Nylander's uh, contract as well. And this is one that is that is very interesting. Quote, at 95 per year AAV, Matthew Kachuk will net more in pay than William Nylander's 
11.5 million. A player in Toronto would need to earn 12.875 million per year to be equivalent net in pay to Kachuk's 9.5 million. Close quote. And David went to point out that it's a 17% tax difference in Florida than compared to city like Toronto. And also, this is where signing bonuses are important as well when it comes to that. And uh, the guys over at Panther Prairie also discuss about when it comes to signing bonuses and having a, a place somewhere else that's not in Canada that you could get some tax advantages there as well. So, uh, so even if Sam Reinhart does go somewhere else, whether it's a tax state or country or, or Canada, California, New York, you know, you, that's also something to consider when it comes to that. But the athletic, uh, the Athletics Shayna Goldman actually had an article about surplus value of Sam Reinhart as well when it comes to what he's doing this season, all situations type of player. The Obviously, the discussion is how much of this can be sustainable over the lifetime of the contract as well. And also discussed more about how he was in the negatives as far as as far as goals of uh, uh, expected goal share as well but also when the when the panther when he is on the ice the panthers are controlling 61 percent of the expected goal sh share as well and outscoring opponents 31 to 15 as well while at five on five as well so a uh, uh, you know sam reinhardt definitely a big contributor to to the panthers we we've seen what he's doing on the power play especially in that bumper position which has been just key it's been hard to stop and i know teams will start to key in on that when when the Panthers are on the man advantage, no no doubt about that. But what is his surplus value as well for where where his performance is versus what he's getting paid this year specifically? Salaries at six point five. Let's not also for, let's not forget when he was an RFA and traded to the Florida Panthers. It took a while for the Panthers to officially announce a contract for Sam Reinhart. But the talks were always it's it's it, they're in good standing. Nothing's going on behind the scenes as far as bad relationship as well. And obviously Sam Reinhart, who doesn't, he doesn't really express too much emotion, especially in the media. He's not going to throw the Panthers under the bus. And even, I believe that even after, if he leaves big, if that he's not going to do, he's, he isn't going to do that. He isn't going to do that neither when he's gone. I, I think he's going to say nothing but positive. I could be wrong as, as well as that, but market value is for what he, how he's performing is at 12.7 million according to the athletics the the athletic excuse me no s in there but you, you you think about where what he's doing and all and just and it's obvious the panthers are not going to give him 12.7 million and also george richards pointed out that the whole narrative that's out there about making more uh than barkoff and kachuk i mean you owe it not only to yourself but to the players around you in, in as far as the league for you to fight for a contract like that, because it's going to, when, when it comes to the PA, the NHL PA and, and their relationship with the owners, as far as what the salary cap is going to be, which we saw where, which we're projecting a $4.2 million rise as well. You owe it to your other players in order to get that raise for yourself, but for other people to eat as well, because we, they also got families to feed as well. And I know there are going to be people out there who are going to say, Oh, 10.10 10 million that should be enough for Sam Reinhart. We're not in his position. So I, I'm not going to tell, I'm obviously not going to tell a, a man what what he is what he wants to do, what he can and cannot do as far as as far as the contract 
that he wants to go for. William Nylander had every right, did not give the Toronto Maple Leafs a hometown discount on his deal. I mean, if if Sam Reinhart looking at these projection models says 12.7, why is he going to go something under 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 10 if he can get somewhere close to that? And yeah, there is going to be that there will be that conversation on tax advantages as well about comparing that and it's just so interconnected as well as what Nylander do, is doing to what Sam Reinhart is currently doing this year for the Florida Panthers. Yeah, the shooting percentage is 12.5% more than his career average, uh, 27.5 to his career average, uh, 15. Uh, so that, that's, an, that's, an, that's another thing. Is it sustainable over the lifetime, lifetime of the deal? It, it, and, that, and that is something that for the Panthers, you're going to get a lot of that great value in the, in the beginning of it, but it, it all comes down to term. And if you're Sam Reinhart, why are you, why are you going to take a term that's less than that? That is, why are you going to take a term that's five years? I, I don't, it does, it wouldn't make sense on his end of, of, of the bargain for, for that. So th that, that is, so Sam Reinhart, 12.7, 12.7 million, as far as his uh, market value with uh, with a 6.5, a uh, million salary AAV. So his surplus value at this moment in time, according to this model, is 6.2 million. And before the season, Shana Goldman spoke about how his, a seven-year contract would be worth 8.8 .8 million. Uh, and great for Sam Reinhart to bet on himself and, and, and all, as he's going to get a significant, significant pay raise coming this offseason, whether it's with the Panthers or whether it's not, remains to be seen. In segment number two, we are going to discuss more about the fa a fan vote as far as best goalies and worst goalies in the NHL preseason and how Anthony Stolarz looks now as far as situation with the Panthers and, and ask this question, is Kevin Bieksa right about Nick Cousins? We're going to discuss that and more here on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. And we come to sport to escape from some of the re crazy realities in life. But can we talk just for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And that is scary. And I can't imagine where sometime, where if someone felt helpless and feeling as if a significant other of, of mine or one of my fellow family members or family friends got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medications that they needed. Thankfully, they, they will be and I will be okay because of Jace Medical. If the Jace case, the Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses like UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter, and it will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E, medical. 
Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Back on this Thursday, January 11th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. And also, uh, looks like that Sergey Bobrovsky is well on his way to being named uh, an all-star due to fan voting. And last time I checked, he was in second as far as goaltenders go. A reminder that it is via, via a draft for this edition of the all-star game that's going on in Toronto. And we won't see, we won't see Sam Reinhart and Sergey Bobrovsky automatically on the same team. Who knows how, how that will look by the time that we get to the early part of February. And also in the AHL, Lucas Carlson has been named an AHL all-star uh, led defenseman in goals last season and is well on his way to doing the same thing this year. And as far as uh, Lucas Carlson goes, still up in the air about what, his role could be in the his future looks like with the Florida Panthers with if they lose a Forsling or and or a Montour in, in a free agency coming up. Does his role increase? Does he the and but as of right now, where the Florida Panthers are at with the logjam on defense, I don't think Lucas Carlson really has a role on the NHL side of things. But the development is there for for Lucas Carlson and who knows. Uh, maybe maybe we could see see that as far as a, a great future for the Florida Panthers, or they could use them in a trade uh, at the trade deadline as far as getting something back as far as setting up another one at the trade deadline if the Panthers are really wanting to to go for it this year. Also, uh, in the beginning of the season, Jay Fresh Hockey had a fan vote going on about voting the 64 best goaltenders in the NHL, and Anthony Solars came at. 64th out of 64 coming into the year. And even before the season started, I was thinking, man, work environment and system really matters. So I can't put too much stock in it. Yeah, we heard about the big size of Anthony Stolarz and all, and but also situationally with the Anaheim Ducks last year, which Anaheim, holy crap, getting uh, Cutter Gauthier in that trade with the Philadelphia Flyers, who Cutter Gauthier... Uh, did not want to be part of the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, it, and it's been something that's been brewing for a long time behind the scenes. And then and then Anaheim pulls that trade off as far as getting him. And with the, with the embarrassment of riches that the Ducks have in their prospect pool, Jamie Drysdale goes the other way and a second-round pick to Philadelphia in that trade. But going back to Anthony Stolarz, just the, the 923 uh, save percentage, 1.95 GAA and, and all, and just – being so reliable behind Sergey Bobrovsky has been just uh, everything you could ask for as well. And right now it's such, it's, it's also great because you're giving Spencer Knight the playing time that he needs in order to get that workload, because I, I believe I, I'm not sure where, where, where Spencer Knight stands as far as uh, waivers exempt going into next year. He's still, he's not waivers exempt. Uh, he is waivers exempt, excuse me, right now. But got to got to got to see if, if he will be starting next year as well because goalie waivers are a little different than than skaters as well as well when it comes to that. But we'll we'll deal with that when we, when when we get there. Uh, for goalies going into this year, it was 80 games in in Spencer Knight's uh, fourth year 
So he was still and and he wasn't he was like 20 games short. So that's what made Spencer Knight uh waivers exempt uh and had him sent down to the AHL to start the season. But another thing I want to mention is is something that happened on hockey night in Canada uh last week where Kevin Bieksa spoke about Nick Cousins describing about how of of all the edgy play that Nick Cousins has had uh, throughout throughout his career obviously he's he's been in the league a while he's he's established himself as a pretty decent uh role player as well yeah we've been have had some frustrations about Nick Cousins this season but yeah we we don't deny here that he 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 does play a little bit on the edge and Kevin Bieksa a uh, a player who spent 13 years in the NHL 10 of them with the Vancouver Canucks went to a Stanley Cup final with Luongo and the Sedin Twins 11 1124 penalty infraction excuse me penalties in minutes uh throughout his career spoke spoke about about this and let's also and he also brings up the hit on Valamaki that it, I wanted to watch the replay one, two or three more times before coming on here and once again Valamaki is falling down to his knees as Nick Cousins is going there could Nick Cousins have stopped himself Yes, I'm not going to deny that, but it, it, it's a different in slow motion than it is in, in live time for sure. And then Zucker came comes in and took took exception. And let's also, if you look at the replay again, Valamaki is looking for the puck as soon as he gets back up. So Zucker took more exception than that than Nick Cousins as well. And Bieksa did point out about a hit on Mark Shifley last year in a home game, which I felt was a little cherry picked in my in my opinion. The Gabranson hit is still very edgy as far as that, where you see some numbers, but it's towards the his shoulder as, as well. But peripherals looking back as as the as the puck was dumped, a little hard to see as well. If you're if you're wearing a visor as well, it can block some things from from your peripherals as as well. And also Go, going back to mentioning Panther Puri, they broke they broke this down as well. Go listen to them as they broke this down as well about Nick Cousins, what happened in the 56th game season j- just back in 2021, where I actually looked up the video uh, just to look back at it because it's obviously it's been a while since uh, since that game that that se- since that season happened. The 56th game season, it was a, a video three minutes and 32 seconds of Nick Cousins just agitating Jonathan Huberto, and obviously. For some content, for context, we spoke about all that year of eight eight matchups, developing some rivalries. We definitely saw one with the Nashville Predators that season, uh, for for sure. As Nick Cousins and Jonathan Huberto were just going back and forth, uh, cross checking each other, and also going back to Bieksa, he he did bring up a really good point about Nick Cousins that what are what are some of the one what are what's the same thing going. What is the consistent theme going on with Nick Cousins when he is playing on the edge? Is that bottom of the pile most times? And yeah, you can't make a player fight. You can't. But at the same time, if you are con- going to be consistently playing on the edge, in my opinion, sometimes you need to just get up and 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 go go on with the with with the fight as well. So that's that's another thing when it when it comes to when it comes to that as well. Don't don't want to shame Nick Cousins' character. That's not what I'm trying to do here uh, as well. He 
we he's brought a lot of great memories to people in South Florida game five of the second round last year. But we have to we have to acknowledge as well about the edgy play for Nick Cousins and Bexa spoke about Rafi Torres about the NHL cracking down on him after after a while and that and it took a while for the NHL to crack down on Tom Wilson too. So it took it took them a while for that. Obviously, we knew we we spoke about how the what happened between Wilson, Artemi Panarin as well. Uh, just a few seasons ago, actually, in that very same season that Nick Cousins and Jonathan Huberdeau had their uh, fair share of uh, scuffles uh, throughout that game uh, in Sunrise, Florida. But Tom Wilson and Artemi Panarin, um, Tom Wilson basically ended Artemi Panarin's season. And now and the NHL's had an eye on Tom Wilson. Will they have more of an eye on Nick Cousins when he does return? More than likely they will. So, by the way, he is still in concussion protocol and hasn't skated, according to Jamison Olive of FloridaPanthers.com. So, something I want to discuss more there about Nick Cousins and if some if the edgy play, which we don't expect to stop, if something happens as far as as far as rough hits and and scuffles after, then look for the NHL to do something about it. So in segment number three, we are going to discuss tonight's matchup between the Florida Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings, where it is 90s night from Amherst Bank Arena. We're going to discuss that and more here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. And it's almost the halfway point of the NHL season. And we've gone through some lows, but mostly highs, especially with the Panthers on an eight-game winning streak, hopefully trying to make it nine t- tonight at Amherst Bank Arena. And regardless of whether where they are in the standings, which, by the way, a Panthers win and a Bruins loss tonight at the Vegas Golden Knights, the Panthers will hold the tiebreaker for first in the Atlantic Division due to regulation wins. And I want to remind you that you could win big by playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is our number one choice for Daily Fantasy sports, especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy contests. All you have to do is pick studs like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, Sam Reinhart, or even Sergei Bobrovsky. If they will record more or less their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. To win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Cats fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for detail and locational availability. Back on this Thursday, January 11th edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day here on a Thursday. So, Panthers, Los Angeles Kings, tonight from Amherst Bank Arena on 90s night, dedicating the, the night to the 90s, which the Panthers will have another one. Uh, against the Philadelphia Flyers for 2000s, and then later on against the New York Islanders for 2010s and beyond. And one really cool thing that the Panthers are doing is first ever cap their 
captain, Brian Scrudlin, will be doing the puck ceremonial puck drop with Bill Lindsay, Ray Shepard, and Tom Fitzgerald. They'll all be in building. And crazy enough, Tom Fitzgerald's New Jersey Devils will be here on Saturday. So he's coming back to South Florida a little early. And they'll be wearing anniversary patches patches for every decade uh, theme night. And a lot of us, including myself, wish that they wore the Leaping Panther uh, sweater uh, on, on the theme night, especially because most of the all of the 90s and 2000s and even the first half of the 2010s, they wore the Leaping Panther. But hey, uh, that's I'm not the one that makes the decisions, but. But yeah, uh, that that's that's my two cents as far as that. But Montel Jordan, speaking of '90s, will be singing the national anthem and doing a performance during the first intermission. Also, if you purchase two Coca-Cola Zeros, um, Zero Sugar, you get uh, a Bill Lindsay pin as well. And uh, Scrooge Lindsay, Shepard, and Fitzgerald will also be speaking to the media during the first intermission tonight as as well. As far as a morning skate for the Panthers go, Ekblad took the option today but he will be in the lineup for the Florida Panthers tonight when the, they take on the LA Kings, where that the last time the Panthers faced the Kings, it was the day before Montour and Ekblad actually returned to the lineup. Josh Mahura got hurt in that game, and, and then uh, the Panthers really got healthy from there. Not off to the best of starts as far as getting everybody back in, but look look where, where they are now as far as two points behind first in the Atlantic division. And the LA Kings coming off a six-game losing, um, excuse me, currently on a six-game losing streak on a big, big six-game road trip. Currently three, four, and three in the last ten. Still have a plus thirty goal differential, and somewhat of a murderer's row as far as what they've gone through lately. I just want to name some of the teams that they faced off against uh, recently as well. And it go and looking for their first win actually in 20, 2024. So some of the teams that they lost to during this losing skid, Vegas, Edmonton in a shootout, Toronto at home, Detroit in a shootout, and Washington on the road, uh, and the Tampa Bay Lightning, which they blew a two-goal lead against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So three of those losses were overtime losses. So they got the loser point as far as that, but still not not getting not getting the two points in the in their last in their last six and any of them and with the two goal lead even had a goal disallowed too on a review uh that anthony sorelli crashed the net and and it was disallowed due due to interference as well uh and with with, with that road record 13 three and two and a team that can roll all four lines if there's a team that can execute a retail well it's the, it's the los angeles kings while still having guys like Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty, Trevor Lewis, which, which Matthew Kachuk's friend, Drew Doughty. Am I right? <laughs> uh, so so that, I'm, I'm sure the retool is something that Craig Conroy of the Calgary Flames is looking at when it comes to his side of things because the Calgary Flames can't go scorched earth as far as the contract goes, but you can still retool around some of the players that you do have around your, your team. Uh, and the Los Angeles Kings are a perfect example. Panthers have lost six six straight against Los Angeles as well. So uh, even before, even going back to November, we spoke about how LA were they were out they're outstanding on the road, but they were they at that time they only had one home win in in eight tries, and that and the, that game against the Florida Panthers it was their second win uh, at home. But 
completely different team. They're not intimidated by the the last change, um, by not having the last change. Excuse me, and and they they are they are continuing to just they have just continued to pile up wins on the road. Again, thirteen three and two goals for is twelfth, while the Florida Panthers are fifth goals against, which. That's really the formula for the Los Angeles Kings, which a lot of the statistics as far as 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 far as defense, the LA Kings and the Florida Panthers are basically neck and neck. Kings are second in goals against, Florida's third. Power of uh, PK, they are the best in the NHL. Florida's fifth. Shots four. The LA Kings are first, while the Florida Panthers are second. Shots against, they're both tied. With second in the NHL, and also also goals against number one is Winnipeg, by the way, and they've gone thirty straight games, giving up three goals or less. My goodness, you're going to win a lot of hockey games with, with uh, when you have that kind of defense going for you. But the LA Kings are up there as well, even though they're third place in the Pacific Division, right behind Vegas and Vancouver, and they like they possess the puck a lot. We spoke about the shots for for the LA Kings, but they also, but the Corsi four percentage for them, 56.46 and a goal differential of five on five at plus 18 as well. So they, they can possess the puck. They can, they can forecheck. They can generate speed, a lot of it. And we spoke earlier a few weeks ago when they did face off how Quentin Byfield is living up to his draft status as well on that line with Kopitar and Adrian Kempe as well, even though they're missing Victor Arvidsson uh, and Phoenix Copley, their backup goaltender. They they are still rolling. Philip Deneau, we know him as a defensive center as well. Kevin Fiala, who that trade looks to be working out for both the Minnesota Wild and the LA Kings as Brock Faber. Maybe he will be in the race for the Calder now that Connor Bedard is uh, hurt and will be missing the All-Star game. We'll see. Uh, and even though Pierre-Luc Dubois is not on track for anywhere near his career highs in points, he is still a threat on the ice as well. And just rolling all just can roll all the four lines once again and and uh, and the uh, and all the d pairs as well where we we even though there's been talk about drew dowdy is he overpaid and all but still that he can definitely he's definitely one that you need to look out for in in the in the corners as well as they're battling for pucks and and just try to throw them off their game um with the four check as well and that's going to be key but the big key as well is scoring on the power play. The Panthers are on one heck of a streak on the power play. And we we spoke about that that triangle passing play that the Panthers have from the near side wall down low to Kachuk and then down in the slot for Kachuk, for excuse me Reinhardt. And with the with the LA Kings being the best as far as PK percentage expect don't don't expect easy passes there. When the Panthers do go on the man advantage, so that's going to be key. If you can, if you can consistently create the high danger chances on the power play, you're going to come out with a win with win tonight. And expecting Cam Talbot to be the starter for the LA Kings as as well. They are not on a back to back on the they're not on a second end of a back to back. So they they we are we can expect Talbot to be in in the crease for the LA Kings, but. Not going to be an easy one as the Kings have had the Panthers uh, number for for the last six games as, as well for them. But that's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast 
your first listen of the day on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks will be joining the show for another edition of Fairbanks Friday, where we, we will be breaking down this game between the Florida Panthers and the Los Angeles Kings, and maybe even give some of our thoughts uh, of 90s night for the Florida Panthers as as they, cont- they it will be their first of three theme nights for their 30th anniversary season. But in the meantime, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to also subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Sierra Odin, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.